Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. No one likes them, but they don't care. They've got the bark and the bite, or should I say, roar. So come down to the den, if you dare. It's the Millwall Fan Show on Love Sport. Friday nights on Love Sport mean one thing and one thing only. It's the Millwall Fan Show on your Love Sport Radio with Acton Millwall. Joining me this evening uh, is Mickey, uh, young Mickey Avery. Young Mickey Avery, good evening, He's Aaron. Ironically older than me, but yeah. Cheers, mate. Um, and, and the daddy, the godfather of the show. <laughs> daddy of, the daddy of the wing. <laughs> the one who's older than both of us. <laughs> the one who's older than both of us. It's, uh, it's, it's Nick Hart. How you doing, pal? I'm, I'm good, thank you, Aaron. Are you, uh, season's greetings to you. Season's greetings. Are, are and you? all the listeners that are out there. Yeah. Love sports. Season's land. greetings, all you Millwall people. Oh, dear. I was just looking at the News at Den website. was sponsored by Albin and Sons Funeral Directors. <laughs> the corners the corners at the, cl- the club now by Dean... Um, Dean Wilson Funeral Dean directors. Wilson Funerals. <laughs> all on myself. Well... It's, you know, it's got that kind of funereal feeling. Do, do you know what the funny thing is? There's that massive sponsor as well, Selhurst Timber Merchants. I reckon they're all in together. Cause <laughs> Selhurst Timber Merchants are supplying them timber, mm. and they're shipping them out. Making the uh, the old boxes. The old boxes. Watch <laughs> out for the boxing day so. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> My old granddad used to say, you never go skint as an undertaker. Mate, <laughs> two, things that, two things that pay. Religion pays. Bookmaking, uh, but well, bookmaking pays as well, <laughs> unless you're a really bad one, yeah. And 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 death definitely pays. Undertaking that pays. I remember that. Good game to get into, Nicky. There's a, there's a local undertaker near me. He just wears loads of sovereign rings. <laughs> he looks like the Asian version of Frankenstein. 
He is enormous. He is literally this enormous guy. He gets out the car and he's got like you know one of them like walking stick cane things. The, you yeah, know, with, yeah, with like you yeah, know yeah. like a skull on the top. And he just puts both his hands on it, and you're just like, is that Mister T or like you know San- or, or Sanjay the from bit, the funeral? And the worst bit is as well, you know, when you bump into him, he's sizing you up. Do you know what the funny? Do you know the worst thing is he wears you know glasses with like little tints in them, like dark tints. You can't even tell where he's looking, mate. You Pit don't know where. You don't know where. You, he wears a pocket watch. There you go. Yeah, where's yeah. the pocket watch? He, he's he's a scary guy. He's a scary guy. <laughs> Smells of aniseed all the time. <laughs> yeah, there are there are other good funeral directors <laughs> in the UK. Creepy oh dear. Business. So yeah, that's the that's the measure of mill season when we're talking about the Undertakers that sponsor the corners. But there we are. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Millwall 2 Hull 2 was the result at oh, the dead oh god um, almighty we've got to talk about that now oh. we've, we've got a radio programme we've got to talk about it again haven't we it was, it was, um, it was a metaphor for our whole season Aaron it was, there was good bits there was mediocre bits and there were awful bits and all in, all, often in the same passage of play it's quite a weird season in that way I, I don't know what you think Michael but I, I just think the the, the story of the season has been our fragile defence. Mm, uh, yeah, I was literally just going to touch on that. Like we we wrote here, haven't we? Or it's, it's written down. Frustrating areas in defence to keep Costners, and it, it is that. It's, I mean, n- normally, if if you score two plus goals, you you, you are looking at possibly the three points. But yeah. you know, Millwall are having to score two or you three, know or, yeah. or three just to been with a sniff of getting a point which is which just to be honest with you compared to last season is unacceptable yeah I mean three not enough at Norwich um, it, it, it's you're going to concede goals. You're playing decent teams. You're playing decent players, and you know you're going to you're going to ship goals at some stage. That will happen. It's the unforced errors. It's the ease with which quality players are running mm. through our defence. It's like a knife through butter at times. Do, do you think we've seen a stronger league as well this year? Obviously, you know last year. Uh, uh, Preston, who, who Millwall playing tomorrow, finished yeah. seventh. Mm. You know, um, Millwall just below them. Yeah, I mean, I, I, Preston. I always think never a bad side. They're, they're a bit on a par of being Millwall in a sense, in terms of resources they can bring to the table. Much, much bigger clubs in in the league than Preston. Um, is it better? I possibly. What do you I'd, think? I'd, I'd, I'd say I'd, I wouldn't. <laughs> it's interesting. I wouldn't say it's necessarily better. I think it's there's some bigger teams with better resources there for example you know Burton Albion have gone down and yeah. sort of w- Wigan have gone back gone up you know Sunderland who yes they may under have had new ownership under Wigan, new, yeah, who un- will spend in January who will spend you know Sunderland were yes they may have had resources they may have had some decent players on paper but they was appalling last season and, they, and they've been replaced by a Blackburn who are now sitting in mid-table who, who've done well in League One you know they've been, they've been replaced by good quality sides and I mean the sides who come down from from the Premier League were sides who have a kind of reputation of trying to play football. Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking at the, the league table as we're speaking here. I mean, the, you're right, Burton have gone, so there, there was a, you know, no disrespect to Burton, a small-time club that's that's gone out of the league, overperformed. But otherwise, you're looking at small clubs, Rotherham, us, um, I really Brent, like Brentford, Brentford. I really like Paul Warner, Rotherham. He's doing a good job. I mean, I mean, to, if you've if you've got a side like Rotherham, which is, um, I mean, I'm trying to say it respectively to Rotherham, but in a sense, they're probably like this season's Burton. Ad, they're probably one of the smaller yeah. teams, if not the smallest, to get 
for teams like that to be at this level, and again, I don't want Rotherham people to be moaning at me and tweeting me, but they're probably thinking, well, let's see how long we can stay in the championship rather than try and progress up. Yeah, no, you know, what, what, you know I know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to steer this off of Mill just ever so slightly, but one club I'll be looking at very carefully is Bolton because there's, mm. you know, there's all sorts going on there. Plus, obviously, Reading has sat uh, Paul Clement. I'm hearing that they're going after Phil Parkinson. Obviously, he's a legend there. Mm. He's an absolute legend at the Mad Stad. They will go and, and, and try and get Phil Parkinson. And obviously, you know, with the financial situation there, he's not really one. I was going to say, why would Parkinson want to stay? Exactly. So, um, you know, it'd be interesting to see how, how Bolton go. Ipswich I mean look Ipswich are drift dead and buried um, I mean w- w- all of these are Ipswich is not a big club but it's, got, it's certainly a club of some standing you know it's, it's, it's a yeah. one one club town so they have history they have they have standing in the game but to be that far adrift says there's something deeply wrong and, with that and up point. until a few, a few uh, within the last two three years there was always sort of like knocking on the door or there was always a well you wouldn't be surprised if they were in the top six they, they got rid of Mick they got Mick rid of McCarthy. Mick be careful they, what you wish for exactly, exactly what it is the grass is never green on mm. the other side it's interesting how like the table is starting to split mm. if you look from if you like Preston up QPR look half decent they look like they're going to settle in nicely towards the middle of the table but I'd say anyone from Swansea up is chasing the playoffs maybe even Bristol City up is chasing the playoffs you know Brentford if results go against them if Millwall can pick up a win they can replace Millwall in, in, in at 21st um, you know Rotherham are down their hull are, aren't great at all and, and that's why that's what's even more disappointing mm. that Millwall can pick up the three points last week yeah I think the whole result for me personally is possibly the most disappointing result of the season. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not just saying it to be dramatic because that that really, I mean, they're in a bad way. The fans are boycotting the stadium; they don't want to go. I mean, as much as Nigel Atkins, we were saying it a couple of weeks ago. You know, he seems like a nice enough fella to a degree, but he's not exactly <laughs> damn with faint praise. Yeah, he, <laughs> but he, he's, he does. He does he a good work he, with a bit yeah, of Savlon. He doesn't inspire you. He, he draws smiles on. Flip charts when he gets sacked, you know. But apart from that, what does he really inspire? Not a lot. And then you get a two all home draw, you know. That's your three points, and that really should be your clean sheets. Absolutely. Um, just looking at the league table, going back a moment, you look from Stoke upwards, as as you say, Aaron. Stoke, Birmingham, Aston Villa, Forest, Middlesbrough, West Brom, Derby, Sheffield, Leeds, and Norwich—all clubs that have expectation to be Premier League clubs. Expectations, not um, madcap runs from mm. from nowhere. Whereas our our realistic aim um, is. Is survival in this in this league? So, you know, you've got to you've got to have a bit of perspective, but you don't. We don't help our calls with these unforced errors. Very, very, very quickly. How much are you looking forward to January to potentially getting some bodies through the door? It's flown round. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, it has flown round. Well, the way Neil Harris has said, it looks like we're going to get a whole new eleven if they don't pick up. <laughs> so I'm very excited. Well, that was his direct quote. Wasn't it? It was what the, the, the whole the, everything's up for grabs, you know. Mm. Um, and you know, maybe we'll come back to Jake Cooper later, but we've just put him on a on a long term <laughs> contract, which gives me the itches. It's a bit like the vote of confidence from the chairman. You know, mm. that's normally when we will look to exploit the the price of their players. Rightly so, rightly so. Don't get me wrong, but I do get a bit scratchy. Yeah. Uh, let's take a break. We're going to be speaking to a former. Millwall midfielder Mark Beard next. Yeah, of course, Millwall celebrating 25 years at uh, well at the new den. 
The Den, if you like now. It is now The Den. Um, we've never called it The New Den. No. Um, when it was first built, interest, it was called The New London Stadium. That was its first name. That was Senegal Fields. Senegal Fields was the place where it was built. Yeah. And it was officially named The New London Stadium. And there was always big talk we are going to get it branded and sponsored by someone. You know, like the Emirates Den. Or, uh, you know. Oh, no, no. I, I remember reading the uh, the Actu Millwall yearbook where you told me everything about, you know, provisions of dividing walls and toilets and yeah. stuff like that and holding mm. Tina Turner style concerts. Tina Turner was going to play or James yeah, Brown was going to play James there. Brown <laughs> you know all, all, all these people were gonna <laughs> James, <laughs> Brown. James Brown James Brown was lined James up to Brown play the Den, the den. Uh, one man that did play at the Den he actually played in the first season at the Den he's in one of the first sides to play at the Den was uh, uh, Mark Beard he joins us on the line how are you Mark? I'm very good, you? Yeah, all good, all good. Thanks. What's it like? Um, you know, obviously you come through the, uh, the the youth system at Millwall starting off in 1991. Um, you know, the transition from the old den to the new den. We're celebrating 25 years of uh, of Millwall's home uh, this season. What was it like, sort of the transition back then? It, it was hard because at the time, you, the, de- the old den was the only, the only thing we knew, the only place we knew. And um, we used to love the how intimidating it was for away teams and um, it, it was a great place to be. So when the new stadium come about, Mill fans at the time and as players, we were thinking, oh, it's not going to be the same, but um, it's like anything, once you go to a new place, it becomes your new home. Um, and yeah, it, it, it becomes a part of you. Um, and we've made it our own now, I feel. Um, it's been 25 years. But I actually remember some of the events like you were talking about, I went to... One of the first events there was a boxing fight. Uh, right. Mark, who was it? Herbie Hyde. Herbie Hyde, yeah. So, so what do you, what do you mean the first event? Don't you mean the only event? <laughs> I think, yeah, it was probably the first and only event, and it wasn't the best fight in the world either, was it? I'm, it wasn't, mate. No, no. <laughs> hence, hence, only event. <laughs> and you missed out on James Brown and Tina Turner. Well, that never happened. Yeah. <laughs> T- no, Tina, Tina was waiting. Tina was waiting in the background to see how the fight went. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, I've always wanted to thank you personally, mate, for the goal you scored at Highbury on the tenth minute in nineteen ninety four five. Was it? What a go- what a night that was! I, I was <laughs> that was one of the highlights of my Millwall career, and I've never had a chance to talk to you. So thank you, Mark. I've always wanted to say thank you for that that moment. Uh, no worries. It's an amazing <laughs> night. Um, we it, no one expected us to win, and we we done brilliant at the. In the first game of the day, that's right. Near, near mm. And I didn't actually play in that, so I had a bit of concussion. So um, to, to play at Ibrid and to score, and obviously to come win, it's the best, best moment of my career. Being a Millwall fan myself, it's just something that obviously I'm reminded of all the time. Um, and my whole family's Millwall brought up around Elephant Castle. It's just, it's, it's, it's just something you can't describe, and no. um, it's an amazing moment and a great, a great part of history now that no one will ever forget. So I'm glad that I'm part of. Absolutely, some great players in the team that you played in as well. I'm just looking at um, names. Of, you know, you, these come back to you when you when when you look at uh, Etienne Vivier. I mean, he was a great player, Mark, wasn't he? Et. Yeah, fantastic. He done his knee. He done, he done ACL, and it wasn't so easily repairable. Um, I, he was on the verge of going to Everton for 1.5 million before he done his knee. Was and he? In okay. them days, that is like. Proper money, amazing yeah. money, like, yeah. Proper, proper money. But he was like pros you see now. Um, when I see like yeah, foreign players coming in, obviously he come in 
we had a bit of a drinking culture at the time with Terry Allo, <laughs> Alex Ray, Andy Roberts. And then he come in, and he jumped like um, at water. And um, but boy, you could finish training at uh, 12 o'clock and go straight to the PI in Eltham. And uh, give you out the training pitch. We did think back till 3 o'clock. So he, he was an ultimate pro. But I think that knee injury really did, really did. Like, not, um, it stopped him from going to the top. What a culture shock that must have been for him. Um, I mean, I'm, yeah, I, I imagine modern players can't indulge in that way now, Mark. I mean, it's you know that they, they seem to have everything scientifically checked on their bodies now. They wouldn't get away with that, I, I, I guess. Joe, they're like right, but they can't do anything. Um, I think they, they're, they're, um, they're they're downtime in the summer. Yeah. Uh, even then, like. Back in the days, for six weeks, no one used to do nothing in pre-season. Once we get fit now, they probably have 10 days away, let their hair down, but the rest of the time they're in the gym and body fat tests and everything else. Absolutely. So, um, but they get so much money, they've got to do it. It's a short, short career, so they go on as much as they can in that, in that time, you know? It's a strange season this season, Mark, isn't it? I mean, it's, it, we had that kind of mad Millwall run last year where, you know, we had the world at our feet nearly, and it's been a bit of an anti-climax this season. I don't know how you found it. Yeah, it's frustrating. Um, yeah. And I've been to a few games, and we, uh, the, the, the problem is at the minute is the inconsistency. We, I went to the QPR game where I could have left after half time, and then um, the was the next game? Wigan went to Wigan we yeah. were outstanding. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll either brilliant and go get a result, or we're absolutely awful, and everyone's saying Harris out and things like that, which I don't agree with. But. Um, Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. No. Consistency as a team. I mean, as, as a player, I mean, obviously, you, you must get a sense if a, if a manager is on a wobble, or, you know, there must be like almost like an instinctive um, feeling in the, in, in the dressing room. I, I don't get that feeling. I mean, I know you, get, you, you hear what you hear when you're in the den, don't you? That must have been the same in your day, but... Um, I don't get a feeling that the, you know, the dressing room's gone on him or anything of that kind. It's just, uh, we, we just keep making unforced errors almost. Yeah. Defence. That's, that's, that's part of football as well. If you're yeah. not taking the opportunity at one end and conceding the other end, you're going to lose games. Um, yeah. And at the minute, that's what's happening. Um, but so now we've got two draws in the last two games when we should have won both of them. 
Um, and in history, we will always don't do well up until Christmas. After Christmas, we're always going a good run. So I think Chopper will have some targets in mind. Um, he knows we need to strengthen. He knows what's not done right the first six months. He's still got some big characters in the changing room. He does. And I think after Christmas... Yeah. Yeah. We'll be all right. We'll be all right after Christmas, and we'll get away from that relegation zone. Probably not the run we went on last year, because it's a, it's that was a one-off. A bit harder division this year. Yeah, and we was amazing last year, and I went to see a few of the games towards the end, and they was brilliant. But um, and that, yeah, players like Tim Cahill, though, who was good in the changing room and good with the younger lads. So uh, I feel we may have lost a little bit of that this season, but you still got Steve Morrison, and there's a lot of experienced players still in there. Um, but I think we'll be all right. Some good young players coming, uh, you know, don't seem to be getting their chance. I mean, would you, we've had a bit of an injury crisis, Mark. If you were in Neil's shoes, would you be looking to bring kids in? Or is the championship not a, not a, not a, an environment for youngsters to, to take the field in? You know, it's... It, no, they're good enough, you bring them in, don't you? I would have thought. It's, it's, yeah. yeah. Um, it depends how they're doing and whether one, um, the 23s manager feels they're ready, or whether Neil feels they're ready, um... And what he's got on the bench as well, you know. So yeah. um, it, it, it's an odd one. But if you don't try the kids, then you, you never, you never know, know, do you? How old, how old were you when you made your, your debut, Mark? How old were you? 18. 18. Against Watford, we won 4-1. Yeah. Hey, don't forget that. <laughs> that. <laughs> never forget well, something. John Goodman got that no, John Goodman got that Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember that game. Now you're saying that. I remember that game. Um, yeah, no, yeah. great, great days. Um, it's... It, as I say, I've always thought that um, that that team of that era kind of could have done better. I mean, there was there was always a slight sense that we we, we had ambitions to win the championship at the side at the time, and we had ambitions to go up. I mean, never quite, never quite, you know, some great never moments, but yeah. never quite materialised, mm. did it? No. We, we got in the playoffs that one year, and we did. Um, obviously the Derby fiasco, and then uh, the year after when we had the really great cup runs, even the League Cup, people forget we had a good cup yeah. run where we beat Arsenal yeah. and Chelsea and got to the fifth round, but we also got to the semi-final that year of the Coca-Cola Cup and lost to Swindon, so yeah. um, I remember at the end of the season having a lot of games every Saturday, Tuesday, and I think we missed out on the playoffs, not by a lot, but if we didn't have two good cup runs, I felt that we probably could have made a playoffs with the players we had. Um, plus, in the January, we sold players like Kenny Cunningham to Wimbledon, Good player, um, great player. Was, yeah, great player. So, you, it, they're hard to play, even though I took his place. Or he, actually, when I was playing right back, he was centre-half. So, yeah. um, it, he did shuffle it about a bit. But they're hard players to replace. And I think we did sell a couple more. Mark Kennedy, obviously. Um, Another great so, Scored the second yeah, goal at uh, Arsenal, didn't he? Mark Kennedy, great, great yeah, breakout yeah. defence. Yeah, and mm. you can't replace them overnight. You know what I mean? It takes a bit of time. Yeah, on on the on the subject, of Kennedy, there, Mark. Um, I mean, obviously, he, he had that potential and then the move to Liverpool, everything like that. But just just to add, how good was he? You know, like in training, and everything like that. I know you said there was that sort. Of, there was a bit of a different culture then, but to someone like Mark Kennedy have around with his potential. What what was it like every day with him? Uh, Mark was brilliant, great player. He come over from Ireland at sixteen, straight into the youth team. Beat Teddy Sheringham's record in his first season, forty eight goals in the youth league. Um, but he was a centre forward, and the funny thing was, Mick converted him. Because he felt like centre forward probably in the championship at that time probably would have been beaten up a bit. So he, he switched him to left wing because he, he had a great left foot. And that's where he stayed for the rest of his career. And I say to people, he was an amazing centre forward in the mould of like a Robbie Fowler. Yeah. Um, and I think would have probably had an even better career than he would have done if he, if he would have stayed up front. But because obviously he went 
from Ireland to Mill youth team, um, straight into the first team, going as a left winger. People didn't know he played as a forward, and I don't know if um, he ever told anyone. I, I don't know, because he was an amazing centre-forward, just had that knack of scoring goals, and no-one beat Teddy Sheridan's record of 48 goals in the season without being a top, top scorer, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Mm. Mark, how do you see things going this weekend uh, away at Preston? Yeah, tough game. They're obviously been on a good run themselves. Um, but it, I think it's the type of game where we could go and get something. A point would be a good point. Three points would be amazing. Yeah, um, but we need a little bit of luck. We've had the bad run. We ain't one for five, I think, now. Um, but we've had a couple of draws. And I feel just before Christmas now, we get we get this win. Um, it gives them a little bit of confidence over Christmas. Then we have the little break at the FA Cup um, against Hull, obviously. Um, but it's, it's important we get something tomorrow out of it. Yeah, it is very important indeed. Mark Beard, thank you so much for joining us uh, this evening from a Millwall midfielder there with us. West Bromwich Albion have grabbed a second goal away at Sheffield United. Sheffield United won uh, West Bromwich Albion 2. Plenty more on the way this evening on Acton Millwall. This is Love Sport Radio with the Millwall Fan Show. Love Sport. Show's gone very camp all of a sudden. Oh, it's, it's like uh, Nick, you can sit down now. Stop dancing. Yeah, the Nick, mics are back Nick's live. Just dancing the chairs, chairs backstage at the Strictly Come Dancing. What's, it, what's your favourite after party? Nick, my, uh, favourite Christmas. It, it is. Um, I do have a favourite Christmas song, and it would be the Pogues. Actually, uh, the Fairy Tale of New York, which I find an, a masterpiece, cinematic masterpiece. Um, lyrics of depth, humour. Tragedy, farce, you name it, it's got it in it, and I find it uh, it's a fantastic song. Young Mickey. War is over. John Lennon, Yoko Ono. <laughs> Terrible choice. <laughs> Terrible choice. Do you know what? If I was to like, liken, um, you know, Mill to a Christmas song, it'd have to be Jonah Louie. <laughs> stop the cavalry. Stop the cavalry. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, stop That's the cavalry. That's such a Millwall yeah. Christmas song. It did one called Always in the Kitchen at parties as well. I'm always... Oh, that was a banger. You <laughs> it was the Ikea advert a few years always ago. Always in the Blue Christmas. parties. Bony M, mate, for me, every single time. I can't see how Mary's boy child links in with the den, though. It doesn't really. Oh, right, okay. Greg Lake did one called, um, good I Believe in Father Christmas, which is quite a good, it's kind of a prog rock thing from the early 70s. Great song. Mm. We've got all we've got all DJ-ish or so. All we want yeah. now is a bit of Barkman Turner Overdrive, don't we? Um, just just a bit of a throwback this week. Um, I was doing a bit of reading, and uh, a, a very uh, a very much loved person in the Millwall sort of uh, in the Millwall family, not mm. not lo- no longer with us, celebrated his uh, his seventy first birthday this week. Oh, the kitsch. Yeah, Kitch. It would have been Kitch's seventy first birthday. Oh, I would say, yeah, yeah, Barry Kitch. He was on my first hero when I first started going football. On the eleventh no. of uh, on the eleventh of December he would have been seventy one. Absolutely fantastic player. Sorely missed. Um, Rumours when when um, shortly after I started going, which was 72, 73, um, that Liverpool were interested in Barry Kitch and he never 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 left the den. He was a one club player, so um, 
Liverpool apparently at that time were obviously league champions, you know, re- regular European Cup football. But um, interested, but never happened. Made yeah. his debut against Birmingham City. Yeah, in the 60s. And yeah. do you know who he, who he replaced? Uh, another another a, a man who actually came over from West Ham. Cripps. Harry, Harry Cripps, Cripps yeah. yeah. He was a substitute yeah. for Harry Cripps. Harry it's interesting just doing a bit of reading on Kitchens. Yeah, well, I caught the back end of Harry Cripps' career the last few seasons, two mm. seasons approx. And he went to Charlton, actually, and that mm. was a successful season at Charlton. Yeah, but yeah, no, very sorely missed around the den. Much loved, much loved players. 100%. Both, both um, very quickly, we, we, you know, we've got the opposition view coming up, but if you're paying way too much for your energy bills and insurance you could be saving hundreds of pounds by shopping around find out just how much you could be saving by going to a spokesman said.com search for the cheapest deals on your energy bills and the best value for your home car and travel insurance don't take our word for it there's hundreds of a spokesman said customers who have saved big brian from derbyshire saved 400 pounds on his energy bills during glasgow whopping 600 pounds kurt from surrey saved over 300 pounds on his home insurance and tony from northampton saved a massive 2800 pounds on his energy bills don't pay the price for not shopping around. Visit spokesmansaid.com and you could be saving money on your bills in time for Christmas. This is Love Sport. The Opposition View on Love Sport. Yep, time for the Opposition View on Love Sport Radio. Joining me now is writer, uh, co-commentator and all-round nice guy, Mr. Ben Cotton. Ben, how are you, pal? Yeah, I'm very well, Aaron. Very well, thank you. Yeah, thanks for joining us. We, of course, worked on a, a wonderful broadcast. Uh, earlier on in the year, we saw Preston North End absolutely batter Wickham Wanderers. Um, what's changed for PNE this uh, this this season? Well, this season, I think it's definitely been been a tale of uh, of injuries. You know, a lot of a lot of the players uh, on that day who uh, who excelled, players like Josh Harrop, who scored that fantastic free kick, Callum Robinson, uh, Billy Bowden, a lot of the uh, kind of offensive players in the North End squad are, are out with long term injuries. Uh, Sean Maguire's out, and then and then last week, Brandon Barker, a very promising young winger we have on loan from Manchester City, he's he's out with a thigh strain. So yeah, we've not had the uh, not had the rub of the green this 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 season when, when it comes to injuries. Yeah, it hasn't been, you know, the best of campaigns for uh, for uh, North End. Um, you know, how do you feel it's gone in terms of overall? Obviously, you know, you, you haven't really found much consistency as a side. But but what do you think? Uh, give us a positive, if you like. Yeah, so there are some there are some promising signs. We're, we're unbeaten in the last five league games uh, at Deepdale, uh, and the the fact that so many of the kind of first names on the team sheet, as it were, are out, has meant that some of the more fringe players in the side have come in and acquitted themselves well. So Louis Malt, who uh, has really only made a few substitute appearances, he now seems to be starting regularly and scoring. And I'd say if there's one if there's one positive, we, we've a lot of goals from sort of coming from all areas of the team. So we seem to be able to score. It, score goals, but uh, some of that kind of uh, defensive stability that uh, that we prided ourselves on last season, we just seem to have lost that a little bit. Conceded, you know, far too many uh, silly goals and uh, drawn uh, a lot of games. We should perhaps uh, have gone on to win, really. Alex Neal is a man who took Norwich City uh, into the Premier League via the playoffs. How has he been this season? He had a, a really decent start to his career as PNE manager and took you guys uh, into you know the the upper echelons of the Championship table. He finished seventh last season, just missing out on the playoffs. How has this year been for the Preston Gaffer? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I do think he's done a very good job. Obviously, a bit of criticism has come his way, given that I think expectations following last season were, were, were so high this season. But he's done well. This is the thing. You know, I don't think we've actually played uh, all that badly this year. I mean, I, I think this is just... It all comes down, really, to what the championship is like. If, if you look, uh, separating the uh, the playoff places and the drop zone, there's only 15 points in it. You know, if you string together two or three wins, you're suddenly uh, out of the bottom half of the table and, and straight into the top so I'm confident really that if we keep winning games here and there and, and you know turning some of these defeats into draws we'll be um, in the top half of the table uh, come the end of the season really. Talk to us about some of your squad numbers because you've got uh, you know some real experience in there Daniel Johnson has been a, a key player since joining in 2015 Paul Gallagher of course everyone knows about um, and you know you've got some real quality in there with the likes of uh, Tom Barkhausen um, you know Ben Pearson has been very very good since coming in from Yeah ben, ben Pearson really is a, really is a remarkable player for, for Preston it's fair to say when he's in the team we tend to do substantially better than, than when he isn't uh, he's had a, a thigh strain so he was out uh, last week but it's believed that he'll be back for the game for the game tomorrow so that that bodes well he just he just brings the kind of stability really they they sort of play play uh, a lot of the play uh, goes through him he's very robust in the tackle very good at reading the game and i, I really do think he's one of the most uh, underrated central midfielders in the championship really yeah but Ben Pearson absolutely excellent and obviously you mentioned Paul Gallagher who yeah again in the absence uh, of so many other players through injury uh, even though he's a, the most senior member of the squad I mean uh, not quite as old as Steve Morrison but he'll be he'll be getting there I think he's 34 now Paul Gallagher but uh, yeah just absolutely fantastic I think when you're going through a tough time with injuries sometimes those kind of veteran players who've uh, been in so many squads over the years and played for so many different teams they uh, they come into their own really that kind of experience uh, it's uh, it's worth its weight in gold really my favorite Preston North End player as you well know is Alan Brown how has Brown Dog been this season yeah, Alan Brown has been has been very good. I mean, he's certainly added a few more goals um, goals to his game this year, which has been uh, yeah, m- m- much needed uh, given some of our results. But yeah, Alan Brown, excellent, and I mean, regularly starting for for Ireland now, uh, along with a few other players. We've sort of Sean Maguire uh, and Callum Robinson, both now uh, representing the Republic. So yeah, quite quite an Irish contingent at detail. Six goals in his 17 uh, championship appearances. Alan Brown, he really has added goals to his game. Uh, what about Millwall? Who are you looking out for uh, from there? As you mentioned, Steve Morrison, you know, an older a member of the uh, the Alliance contingent. But, you know, they're suffering with, with uh, serious injury problems. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I see you've sort of had Aidan O'Brien out, Lee Gregory, uh, Steve Morrison, as you say. Uh, Sean Hutchison is a player who's always caught my eye. I remember seeing him when he was playing for Fulham a couple of years ago before he transferred to, to Millwall. And I thought he was excellent at the... Uh, the last time I saw uh, Preston play Millwall was the game uh, in January uh, at the Den. And, uh, yeah, Sean Hutchison, I thought, was uh, was very commanding that day. Sort of the uh, centre-back for, from Newcastle, very impressive player. Um, yeah, I, I really, really rate him. I mean, Millwall, a little like Preston. I, I often think that we're quite similar teams and, that we, you know, we can put some very impressive uh, results together in the Championship and no one ever sort of considers that we're actually good sides. It's more seen as, as you know, bigger sides having slipped up. But uh, I really rate Neil Harris as a, as a manager. I think Millwall generally are really organised and I've no doubt that... Uh, that they'll be, uh, they'll be, they'll finish higher than they uh, than they are in the table currently. Uh, I'm I'm fairly confident in that. 
Yeah, and if you could take one Millwall player out of that side, I know you're going to say probably Sean Hutchinson, but if you could take one of those players up to Deepdale and, and keep him there with you, who do you reckon it would be? Well, I, I don't know. Steve Morrison is very much very much my kind of player. I, I love someone who's you know scored a, scored a good few goals in, in the non-league game and got his chance in, in the Premier uh, uh, Premier League and uh, for you know sort of bigger bigger sides and I mean he's just done it all hasn't he Steve Morrison I mean his goal scoring record is absolutely fantastic and I think to still be kind of playing at the age of uh, 35 uh, last last time I saw him play for Millwall against Preston he, he absolutely run the, ran the show really he was giving our defenders an absolutely torrid time and uh, I think that I think you know if, if, if you're not scoring goals as a striker making it very difficult for defenders to allow someone else to score I mean uh, on, on, in that game he allowed Aidan O'Brien in and he got Millwall's uh, Millwall's opener and uh, yeah he's just an absolutely fantastic player Steve Morrison I uh, I really rate him and uh, yeah I hope, hope we uh, we don't see the last of him anytime soon really I hope he can go on for a few more years yet yeah I'm sure the Millwall fans would uh, agree with you on that how can can we see PNE lining up tomorrow, pal? Well, it'll be an interesting one uh, to see. You know whether Ben Pearson is actually back with um, after this this thigh strain. I imagine up the top we'll have uh, Barkays and probably playing just off Malt, uh, Malt sort of leading the ranks, and then yeah, behind them probably most likely Ben Pearson and Paul Gallagher and uh, defence. Uh, Tom Clark uh, returns. Is currently. Uh, one of these masked men of, of football. He uh, he had his nose broken a couple of games ago, so he's playing in a mask. But he seems to be back and probably uh, he may uh, ordinarily he's a centre back, but perhaps playing uh, outright. Darnell Fisher, our right back, hasn't sort of had a great run on the side, so seems to have been dropped. So yeah, I'd imagine at the back we'll have Paul Huntington. Uh, Tom Clark, maybe Ben Davis uh, in there, possibly uh, Andrew Hughes uh, re-signing in the summer, uh, or Jordan Story uh, remains to be seen. But yeah, I think it'll be a fairly a fairly strong team. But I think uh, I think it'll be a tough game. I, I, I do worry that there'll be some Preston fans who obviously look at, at Millwall's difficulties on the road this season. I, I believe they're, they're without. Um, an away win and haven't won, a, won away since April and think, oh, well, you know, this is our game to win. But I, I think we uh, underestimate Millwall at our peril. So I, I, if you had to ask me for a score prediction tomorrow, I would... Uh I would go for 1-1, one, one. but that will be an improvement on uh, on recent, uh, the last two trips of Millwall to Deepdale have ended 0-0, nil, nil, so uh, just to have some goals might be uh, might be a bit better than uh, than no goals. But yeah, I, I would go for a draw, Aaron, I think, tomorrow. You took the words right out of my mouth. Ben, thank you so much for joining us. Ben Cottam there, uh, writer, author and Preston North End fan, giving us the opposition view on Love Sport. Love Sport, 558 AM. <laughs> Yeah, thanks to uh, to my old mate Ben Cotton for uh, for joining me earlier. Unfortunately, Ben's actually at a gig tonight, so we had to have a little bit of a chat earlier, and we sat down, and we 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 recorded it. But a really good insight. What a player Alan Brown is for Preston North End. Do you like that song, by the way? What this John one? Lennon? It's not bad, is it? It's, it's, it's a good song. I like it. It's 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 it's, uh, it's another one that's. There are certain songs that have become cliches because they've been played to death, but actually it masks the fact they're very good songs. Where's Boney M? Boney M. Barney M's quality. Barney 
Do you know what's going to happen? He's going to put Daddy Corn instead. Or by the rivers of Babylon. Yeah, there you go. They've got banger after banger after banger. I tell you, their musical done well, didn't it? The six days it was in. He was on stage. I never got to see it. <laughs> never got to see it. I was here. I was booked for the seventh day. I was here. <laughs> Paddy's having a go at me. Uh, during that break, we uh, we discovered that myself and Nick are actually related. He's actually my uncle by marriage. Thank you very much, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he's, he's he's my uncle, and so he's going to be buying me a Millwall season ticket sooner, sooner rather than later. Uh, but what's been going on in the club shop? The club shop, there's a fascinating thing. They're, they're advertising. A, it's not a jumper, is it? It's a sweatshirt. It's a Christmas Christmas Millwall sweatshirt. With, uh, I don't know if it's photoshopped, a picture of Steve Morrison smiling and wearing this. I was going to say, I don't know what's weirder, the jumper or the smile. The, the jumper is deeply weird. It's got like an image of the den with, with um, Christmas elves, I think, or, or something. On it. Anyway, it's a print print on a sweatshirt. It's a Christmas sweatshirt, but then <laughs> the punchline is that it's not available in the shop. Even though it's in the shop, it's not available. It's not, it's not even a price. It's just not available. But here it is in our shop window. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It's the ultimate. I thought it was the ultimate point of you know the Mill Club shop, which is renowned for its lack of retail nows. And <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's 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 its peak. I, I can't <laughs> think. I've nothing I've ever seen before or since. As many the, there was a John Barrels and Bobblehead. I was going to say the Bobblehead. Yeah, it's, been on, it's been on offer for a while. You know, I've been yeah. wanting the price because you know. I mean, look. I've heard they'll give you money to take I'm the not paying with. a pound. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you 25 pence for it and I'll stick it. And the funny thing is, I need a new bobblehead for like, our, our, for like cars. So, me you, you want a barrel some bobblehead? I'll, 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 I'll get one in. I'll, I'll get you one, get I'll a barrel some bobblehead. Um, um, I, I, I want to know who, who, who sources this stuff. I mean, you know, you, you must have a rough idea what will sell to the, the Millwall, um, you know. Well, obviously not. they still got them in there. I've got, I've got to say, and look. Who sources it? Where do they get it from? Where, where, where do you find <laughs> it? You know, um, well, no, that that Maran Fellaini bobbleheads at Man United, a Maran Fellaini jump, like Maran Fellaini t-shirts. It's like, what are you doing? Ipswich Town do the Ipswich Town aftershave, which was on discount <laughs> when we when, when we went there away for the o- two. Oh, o- the mud, smooth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you look at it and you think, cool. Oh, farm. I wonder what that smells like at three pound twenty. What are you wearing tonight, honey? I'm wearing this Ipswich. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, can I just can I look? I know I know we're not really in the business of shouting at rivals here, but a club who have been through right you know a, a right raw stinker is, is Charlton Athletic mm. uh, with Roland de Chatelet. But I've got to give props to their their in house club team, you know merchandise team, because they've created what I can only call the Where's Wally Christmas jumper. And and here we go. I'm going to show it's quite you. Appropriate I'm going to show it to you. It's actually really cool. It is a Where's Wally. I'm looking at a jumper. Which it's got it's got like, is that a Charlton crest and and various other images. It's got loads of Charlton crest, baubles, and, and trees, and trains on it. It's got a train. It's a timetable. I can see. Um, it's it, it's certainly an unusual garment, Aaron. I've got to say that. <laughs> have, you, have you seen how they got the festive the Christmas? Like, What's meant yeah, to be got, with looking got falling for? snow. But it's just like the way it's all arranged. It's like a magic eye. If you uh, look at it close enough, the chairman's face will come out. The, the, the funny thing <laughs> is, is that Ollie... Uh, who's on the uh, the, the chart on fan show Thursday nights from nine? If you fancy uh, a bit of listening, um, he actually brought it in yesterday. He was wearing he it. Bought and he bought one. He bought one. He bought one. He purchased one. Um, he did give us the incorrect price, and I wasn't really appreciative of it because I was going to buy Paul Mortimer one. And yeah, I'm not paying twenty five. That, that, that needs your hagg- that? that needs your haggling skills, Aaron Paul. That, that you cannot be that paying is. full price for that. Um, j- just as we're uh, as we're on, the, we're on the subject of uh, of Christmas jumpers, I want to give props to the guys down at Wimbledon. 
Jordan um, because they have managed to to, to bring in a, a 3D Christmas jumper. 3D? Yeah. Wow. Um, I'm just waiting for it to pop up. Oh, here we go. It's a 3D Christmas jumper. Well, it used to be 3D. Aren't we all 3D in real life? You here know, we go. Everything. And it's, um, it's a blue Christmas jumper with Hayden the Womble on it. Well, that. That's an astounding um, Milan catwalk style Womble on the front of a, of a blue jumper with, with, with is it snow? Is it, or is that oh yeah, it's baubles? what is that? throwing snowballs. And it's got Don's written on it. Um, it's, it's fantastic. <laughs> For £35, I mean, it's, it's it is pricey, but you do know the money's going to a good cause. For £35, you want to jump in, you're going to wear going more for a good six cause, days a year, I, I, don't you? Yeah. It's going for a good cause, I'll take my hat off to it. I'm but there you go. Yeah. Uh, so, so a couple of alternatives there for you if, you, uh, if you're still waiting for the Steve Morrison Christmas jump. Uh, our, one's, our one's not available. It's well, just, there you go, but I had to give people alternatives. No, no, those, they, those no I totally agree. They've, they've all got the, as horrendous as some of those garments are you just shown me. I mean, they're, they're available to buy. You can get them. Yeah. Ours is in the shop window, but you can't have it. It's not, not for sale. Yeah. Sorry. It's not for sale. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely isn't for sale. So um, well done, Mill Club Shop. Yeah, well done. Big move, move over, Amazon. There's a new sheriff in town. <laughs> <laughs> um, elsewhere, and uh, yeah, anyone, uh, anyone look? Anyone going to Preston? No, I was going to go to Preston, but I've got stuff to oh. do tomorrow. It's Christmas. Young so. Mickey Avery. I won't be. Unfortunately, um, oh. long way to go. Uh, not not very nice day out. Very I mean, steep stands. Yeah, it's a nice mm, ground. Very I, I steep. Went to Preston last season, I think, and I don't mind Preston. It's you know, it's um, nice traditional football club, nice traditional ground, steep stands, get a good view. Um, so it's modelled on a ground. I think it's Genoa. Is Italy? It? It's modelled it? on an isn't Italian it, well, ground. Isn't it the oldest um, oldest ground in in Europe or the world or something like that? Or they lay claim no, to the oldest no, no. ground in the world or something like that? Or well, like so as in football something? being played, they're, they're, yeah. they're playing there. Yeah. Um, possibly, Preston were uh, founders of the football league, so mm. possibly um, not to count to the oldest club. But I don't know where they've played. Not played at various locations. I, I quite like it. It's, it's a traditional football name. It's just a long way to go on on the on the Saturday before Christmas. Sadly, but mm. there we are. Especially when we're trying to get down a club shot to buy those jumpers. <laughs> Wild horses will yeah. keep me away from Zampa Road tomorrow to get hold of that Steve Morrison Christmas jumper. Well, um, uh, Harry, our very own Harry, has asked for the Ryan Tunnicliffe jumper to be produced and the Jordan Archer gloves. The Jordan Archer gloves with a hole in the middle. <laughs> They're not quite a mitten. You don't know what ands they are. I, I thought that the whole city goalkeeper had like a pair of orange gloves on. I thought they looked like washing up gloves, you know, like Violetas. Mm. <laughs> clearly weren't, but that's what it gave me the impression of. Um, has Ryan Tunnicliffe done enough to earn a new contract? There's a, there's a story that he's, he hopes to do enough to impress Neil Harris and earn a new deal with Millwall. Um, Harry's got a fixation on Ryan Tunnicliffe. I don't think he's that bad a player. I think he's, he's all right. He's decent player. He, he arrived at Fulham in this really weird cloud where they were in the Premier League under Renan Mullenstein and you know mm. in January they decided to bring in Tunnicliffe, Larnell Cole and Kostas Mitroglu. Like you know the po- polar ends of the spectrum. <laughs> they you know they broke their club transfer record to sign Mitroglu <laughs> and they paid like best part of you know because Tun- Tunnicliffe 500 was quid for, for, for <laughs> was, he, was he not at Manchester United well, they, 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 yeah, yeah t- Tunnicliffe and Cole were both United yeah and and it's really weird how they went and went and everyone was just like you know you know that Scooby Doo like confusing yeah. you bought them you know mm. um, and, and he sat at Fulham didn't do very well there 
you know, did did a loan stint here and there, and then ended up at Mill. I mean, I, I, has he done enough to earn a new deal? That's 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 the question. What do you think, Mike? Would you give him a new deal? I, I can't think of any reason to get rid of him, but I can't really say I'm that excited yeah, with the idea of a new deal either. Yeah, he's not exactly set it alight, has he? But no. again, I wouldn't. Say he's 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 been a. S- not a I'm, good I'm, one. I mean, Harry Harry Warren's hair's going to start falling out now. Don't get me wrong, but he's he, in my opinion, he has been a reasonably steady Eddie. Uh, Har- Harry's he, drills going all over the next edition of the full focus. Yeah. It's probably like got a big dent down the middle yeah. of it this, this and, and the Michael Avery picture on his dartboard is <laughs> getting more holes on it I, I, so. I, I, he's had a run recently for injuries obviously so it's been a chance mm. for Tunnicliffe to come in uh, and suspensions with, with Ryan Leonard but um, phew, it, these these are the tough decisions in football management I, I'm not sure you, you probably want to keep mm. him for this I, season I think Harry we're in danger of losing experience yeah, aren't we? Ha- Harry is right when he sort of says that you know that Tunnicliffe you know, isn't necessarily a bad player, but he's not a like a Millwall player. I mean, no, he's, he, no. I mean, like I know there's the cliche, and we say it week after week after week and month after month that you've got to be a certain type of player to play for Millwall and everything like that. But you know, you, part of the Millwall being a Mill player is building that rapport with the fans. He, you know, and I don't think he's built that rapport. You I mean, if, if you give you a straight choice between Tony Cliff's new deal and and bringing back Ben Thompson, who seems to be playing well at, at Portsmouth, I mm. don't know if that's possible. Uh, I keep reading that he's there for the season, and then others tell you. That oh, he's played in the FA Cup for him as well. So, yeah, you so, know that tells But you. anyway, I mean, mm. give me give me Ben Thompson any day of the week over Ryan Tunnicliffe. Now it might be harsh, but he just doesn't doesn't um, it doesn't excite. Whereas Ben. Mm. produces something it's yeah. action of some sort will happen mm. as a consequence so um, I think you know it's, it's a bit of a wishy-washy answer to that question Pro- possibly <laughs> should he get a new deal possibly mm. <laughs> let's see how much money's left from the Don't second know. deal <laughs> <laughs> any, any outsider targets for January someone who can score at? goals uh, there's, there's this player at Leighton Orient um, Jay Taylor mentioned the other week uh, that was a, a Bonnet at, uh, Macaulay Bond Macaulay Bond yeah. at Leighton Orient he's got 104 goals already this season he's yeah no, I know he's, <laughs> he's only in the National League so that, let's set that out and probably the, the Millwall Moan factory will begin if we did sign him because that's mm. not the he's not Lionel Messi and he's not being signed from Zinedine Zidane's uh, you know academy well I'll tell you what Although he was born in Ipswich, he is a Zimbabwe international. Is he? Well, that would do for me. Ipswich um, via Harare. Another international, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, in are. terms of scoring, no. I mean, he seems... I haven't seen him. I'm only going by the numbers and the fact that he's late in the top of their league. So... Um, you would expect our recruitment team to run the, um, the you know, the, the run their measure over a bit, measure him up a bit like um, Albin's measure you up yeah, as, exactly. as they're talking to you. You know, they're all doing the old like Aaron's measure. mate with a tape measure. Yeah. yeah, the tape measure. So you know, it's I, I would hope that someone like him, um, other other names, I'd, uh, someone who can score goals, as Neil says in in his interview, um, it's numbers one to eleven that are up for grabs. So. Mm. That's probably um, a comment on the season that anyone really is mm. replaceable in the, in the current time. Yeah, I do, I do think we we des- desperately need a, to shore up that back four first. Back four definitely um, needs to be done first. We were, I mean, I, I thought Hull who didn't didn't impress that that much, but I thought they were running rings around us at times mm. in the first half last week, and that is worrying. That's mm. that's that's relegation form if we don't sort that out. Yeah, of course, gentlemen, we've come to the end of the show. It's unfortunate. An hour. Nick, Nick's looking at us. Well, an hour already. Um, yeah, it is. Um, let's have some predictions. Millwall up at PNE. Ben Cotton reckons it's going to be a one-one because he loves Millwall. He loves Neil Harris. He loves Steve Morrison. 
Mm. A, a draw would be I'll fantastic. Ta- I'll take, I'll take, I'll take, take he, a one-all. If he's offering one-all, I'll take that. I, 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 we, we, we're just struggling so much in defence at the moment, so if we can't sort that, we'll get beat. Mm. I'm going for one-two. One-two. <laughs> Oh, one two on the official like on the official form. I'm gonna put one hyphen two. Thank you very much, Nick. Thank you. Thank you very Good much, you, uh, young Michael. Thank you to everyone listening to us tonight. Uh, I'm back Monday night where we took all things West Ham. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting. Have a great weekend at the football. Be safe. is love sport. Merry Christmas. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com.